Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode 436. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy that you are here to join us today. And I'm thrilled to introduce today's guest, Pedia Kolobova. See, I told you I wouldn't get it right. I tried. <laughs> Listeners, you It was super close. Kolobova. Okay. Anyway, that's not the point. Petya is a confidence coach from Be Strong Minded. And the story is so remarkable. So please, listeners, forgive me and my horrible pronunciation in you too, Petya. But I'm so happy to have you here in our pre-chat. Oh my gosh, it was just another one of those that should be recorded and, well, parts of it and shared with listeners because I love how we didn't realize how much we had in common, even though we met like, how many months ago was that now? Like three? Yeah, I think it was three months ago. And we unfortunately didn't have the chance to chat there. And I believe in perfect timing. So it was even better that we could do it right now and set the energy for this amazing podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, I want you to jump in and introduce yourself even better than I did and tell a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be on this show with you and connect with your audience. Because when the first time I went to your website, I was like, wait a minute, was she in my head? Is she spying on me? Did she read my journal? This is a little creepy. Because everything, Kim, that you are doing, everything that you stand for, it's something that I stand for too. So we had a little bit pre-chat and I was sharing with you my story. And I believe that we all have some turning points in our life, something bigger that happens that move us to where we are right now. And I believe that my biggest points in life where when I moved from Czech Republic when I was 21, because I believe that there is more to life than just finish school, find some work, pop out two kids, and that's it, and complaining. So I started traveling Europe, and then I got a offer to move to United States as an international student. So as everything with my life, I believe in living in a life of, oops, then what if? So I said yes and I finished my college here and my bachelor and my master's degree and then I joined the corporate world. And when I was like five years in, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. is this it again? Is this everything? Like, it's just, it didn't feel right. And leave alone aside the, the job and my school, my life was mess because I was dealing with eating disorder, low self-esteem, hating my life, hating myself. I didn't want to wake up in the morning and being in the state, it's just like, if I don't change something, I just, I don't want to even live. Like, for what? It was just like dragging myself in and out. And when I was in that corporate world, luckily in the end of it, I decided that enough, it's enough. I hired a life and business coach 
And I realized that what really, really matters in our life, it's being confident in who we are, what we believe in, and also the relationships, the people we surround ourselves with. So with that mindset, I created my own company for social media marketing. And I was so excited, Kim, like you can imagine, I was like, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to be empowering entrepreneurs in wellness industry to shine their light, to have more impact. I will manage their accounts so they can really focus on creating the impact. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned it to you, sometimes some ideas are so amazing on paper and in our head. And then you bring it to life and you're like, wait a minute, this is not how I planned it. Right. So I'm like, what's going on? Like the entrepreneurs that I was working with, they forgot about the impact. They were chasing the income and they were all about looking good on the outside, chasing the success, chasing the money. I'm like, wait a minute. I wanted to create relationships. I wanted to create a depth and I wanted to create an impact and it wasn't it. And the good thing again, it's like, you know, Kim, I believe that in our life, everything is happening for a reason. It's happening for us. And it's really on us to realize that some things that we are creating are just stepping stones. So luckily in the end of that, I realized that social media presence building was a stepping stone for me to realize that what I truly, truly stand for and am passionate about, it's transforming people from the inside. Mm. Forget about the life that looks amazing on the outside. And I mentioned to you that Robin Williams, Kate Spade, they just reminded me and brought up my own story from my own family when my uncle 10 years ago took his life and theoretically he was successful. He had his family, he had businesses and still he was unfulfilled and took his life. So I decided that I'm done with pretending that everything is okay when it's not. And I'm going to be saying heck yes or heck no to what really feels right. And it's aligned. Absolutely. So you're you're not reading the bar graphs anymore. It doesn't matter. No. Yeah. Like ROI has taken on a new meaning for me. Somebody shared what their interpretation of ROI now means. It's not return on investment. And I can't remember what their interpretation was, but for me, it's realization of impact. Wow. I don't care how many likes I get on a post. Yes. But if I get one message that says, wow, I needed to hear this today. Yeah. Then that's all the ROI I needed. Right? Like, who cares if it becomes a trending post of today? And, well, I don't. That's my only point. I don't. If I could make a difference in one person's life today off the work that I do, regardless of whether I get paid for that, I mean, because the positive productivity brand is not my income base right now. But if one post helps one person's life, then that's enough for me. Absolutely. And I believe that it's the right mindset to go into because if you're chasing the income and if you're chasing the looking good for others and pleasing others and you don't stand for who you really are and what you believe in, 
you're attracting the wrong people, the wrong clients, the wrong partners, the wrong life partners, because you don't even know who you are. Because now I'm, like you mentioned, I'm confidence coach, I'm woman's coach, and I'm really focusing on bringing up what it's deep inside of them. Most of women, most of my clients, they're entrepreneurs and they're trying to work with everyone and all their clients. And that's the scarcity mindset of like, I will have everyone and everything and it will work out. But it's really not about the quality anymore in my life. It's about the quality because I go so in depth with my clients that I know that instead of having, you know, 20 clients that I can help superficially, I have 10 clients I can support them in such a depth that it will create an impact in their life. And when I create an impact in their life, there is a ripple effect, Kim. Because if we are true and authentic, others will be inspired to do the same. And you will repel the people who don't agree with that. And I told you too, like in my life, heck yes, heck no. Like I really want to, with everything I'm doing, everything I stand for, I want to attract the people who see through my eyes. It's not saying I'm right, but people who have the same beliefs and values are attracted to me now. And people who are judging me or discarding me because of the way I am and the way I think. Okay, thank you. Bye. You know, I don't need the approval of everyone anymore. Yeah, that is all. Go on with your life because I'm going to go on with mine. (laughs) hi bye thank you yep (laughs) but you know it's so hard for many women like we are trying to be everything for everyone and I bet that you've been there because you're beautiful your mom your wife your entrepreneur you know you're the leader and so many women we are like trying to juggle it all and do everything for everyone and we leave ourselves on the back burner and we burn out we do. And in full disclosure, I just need to share this so that everybody out there knows that they're not alone if this is the case for them. Yesterday, I had to take care of four or five days worth of dirty dishes. Gross. I know. However, <laughs> I bought dish soap at the store last weekend. No, we don't have a dishwasher except for the one that's conveniently named the same as my 15 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get some of those. <laughs> yes. No, you, you can wait until you're ready. But we could not find the dish soap. I'm wondering if it conveniently disappeared by the dishwasher of the same name. You know, he didn't want to do his drawer, so the dish soap just disappeared. So four or five days of dirty dishes because there was just so much crazy that happened. And I'm looking around my office right now. This is, quote, my office, but there are toys everywhere. But I can't do it all. Like. <laughs> There are landmines. That's what we start to call them in my house. They're those toys that you don't dare step on. <laughs> because every single curse word that you possibly know will shoot out of your mouth when you step on one of those. Parents with kids with Legos or Duplo blocks might understand. In this case, it's Peppa Pig. I know that you might not understand the reference, Petya, because unless you have nieces who might play with Peppa Pig dolls. But it's this peppa pig bed and it's four posts and it's about the same size as our foot and it conveniently every single night winds up in our traffic pattern my husband and mine 
when we were walking back and forth from like the bedroom to the office with the lights off. It's like every single night, bleep, bleep, bleep. You know, we hear one of <laughs> mother bleeper, you know, like this darn it's toy. It's like a little nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, but it's not perfect and it's not going to be and we're going to have fun with it. And I love that you are saying it because really it's not about doing things perfectly. It's about doing the things like so many people let themselves stop because and it's in business and it's in life. It's in everything. I experienced it myself in the past and then I call myself out on it and wrote a post about it done. It's better than perfect because it's just I don't believe in perfection. It's not attainable. I'm not going to be even trying what I do believe it every single day I do my best and I do set myself for success. Like I have a night routine, I have my morning routine and if life happens and things go differently, I'm not going to sweat it. I'm not going to be stressing about it. You know, it's like you said, let's just have fun with it. Let's roll with it instead of trying to be control freaks and, you know, like be upset because the things are not going the way we want them. Yeah, it's just waste of energy. This past weekend, we're recording on a Monday, listeners. This past weekend, I reread for like the fifth or sixth time one of my favorite fiction books. No, it's not a classic. Sophie Kinsella, Remember Me. And it's really fascinating. I don't want to give away like the whole storyline, but this is what you can read from the back cover. This girl has an accident and she wakes up and she's facing amnesia. She doesn't remember the previous three years of her life. Hmm. Like, I'm really concerned. Well, okay, I think this is on the back flap, but if not, it's in the first, like, five pages. But she suddenly finds herself a millionaire married to, like, a drop-dead gorgeous husband. And she doesn't know how she got there. But Mm. what's really fascinating to me, and I won't give away, like, the whole plot and everything, is that I used to think, you know, when I have a million dollars, I'll be happy. When I have this huge house. When I have a brand new car. Well, listeners, I'll tell you, I don't have a huge house. I drive a 1996 conversion van, okay? And I'm not a millionaire. And I've never been happier in my whole life. I don't have a dishwasher. I mean, for goodness sake, right? (laughs) But I'm still happy. 15-year-old one. Yeah, 15-year-old one. Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy you're saying it because it's like, and I've been there, like I've been chasing the next thing, like, when I will finish my school, when I will get this job, when I'm making this and this amount amount, when I get the perfect relationship, this, this, this. And when you get there, you realize you are not there because the there will never come. It's just like chasing the things and it won't make you happy unless you learn or create your happiness where you are right now. Absolutely. So I'm really curious, though, how did you transition from being a social media manager and strategist to being a confidence coach? That's a very interesting question. And it's quite a simple to answer. Like I mentioned, I left the corporate world and I kind of become entrepreneur by accident. You know, I, I got fired three years ago from the job that I was working at. And I already had a couple clients that I was managing their social media. I'm like, okay, let's make it into the business. And I realized that 
when you do work for others, they disconnect. And what I truly wanted to be creating is transformations and connections and relationships. And I wasn't doing it with a job when I was doing the work for others. It just wasn't aligned and it didn't feel right. And what I realized as I was going coaching my clients about social media because not only I was managing their accounts to help them with the social media presence, I was also coaching them why we are doing what we are doing because I personally love learning. So I want to know why we are doing things we are doing, you know, like I want to know why and how. (laughs) So I was coaching them and I realized that 80% of my coaching was life coaching and confidence coaching because what really my clients were dealing with were low self-esteem not being confident not feeling worthy being afraid to ask for higher prices like sometimes when I heard what my clients are charging I was like are you crazy like you can't imagine like I had like Reiki healers and I had a wellness like owners of the stores and they were like so undercharging and bringing the people who didn't value their services so what I discovered like with my client she hired me for six months okay and within the two first month she covered all like she paid me six months ahead within the first two months she already paid for our coaching fees for the six months and got some new clients and she got like four clients in the week that we work on her worthiness and self-love and her values. So I'm like, okay, it's not about the social media. It's really empowering and people and believe in themselves. Because once you are confident and the confidence, it's not this fake confidence that, you know, like you put some makeup, you put some shoes or you post something on social media and like fake confidence. No, being confident, be strong minded. For me, it's really knowing who you are, What do you believe in? And everything that doesn't align with that, you get rid of. The toxic people, the toxic relationships, the toxic clients, you get rid of it and you're creating more space. So when I realized that the real power lied in the life and confidence coaching, I slowly let go of my social media and I start working with women. Yes, they are entrepreneurs. Yes, they want to have an impact. But instead of doing the work for them, I'm really showing them how powerful they are just by guiding them and sharing tools with them and strategies, how to step into their own power. Because I don't know about you, Kim, but when I see women who loves herself, loves her life, and is doing what she really loves, it's so incredibly inspiring for me. I was like, you go, girl. It's so beautiful. Yeah. It's incredible. So that's how I transition from the social media world, from the superficiality. And I'm not saying that everybody on social media, it's fake. Like I use social media for like, I have my own podcast and I post on Instagram and Facebook daily. And I do it to show up for people who are not showing up for themselves yet. Wow. There's a tweetable. (laughs) Wow. 
when I started my business in 2012, I came into the business with a four-year college degree at one of the top art schools in the country and had my degree in interior architecture. However, I lacked the confidence to mm-hmm. charge appropriately as a virtual assistant. I was charging less than minimum wage. Wow. Less than minimum wage. And it took a client telling me, I almost didn't even schedule an interview with you because I didn't see how you could be charging so little and know anything. Yes. It's the perceived value, right? Right. So I instantly doubled. Well, almost doubled. I went from (laughs) 8 to 15. But still, it's like, it took me six years of continuous growth to get to where I am now, which I won't, you know, I'm not going to talk about just Mm -hmm. where I am now, but it's definitely not 15 an hour by far. Mm -hmm. I needed to, number one, gain the confidence Mm -hmm. and number two, realize the value. And I think when you put those together, like what's the value that we're offering and providing? Because I mean, look at you, you were, Providing you were selling social media marketing, but the value that you provided was so much deeper. Yes. But I think that's where a lot of people get stuck is they don't realize the value that they bring to the table. It's just, well, am I worth it? Well, take a step back and look at the value that you're providing. You're right. And you know, sometimes it's just challenging. How do you put a price tag on yourself and what you're offering? You know, like there are things that you can quantify. But when I was starting my business, it was hard for me to put like a price on myself. It's easy to tell others because you can step out of it. But when you're in it, like, how do you put a price on confidence? How do you put a price on feeling amazing and waking up with zest for life? It was something that I really had to, like you said, step back and really think about like, what would I do? What would I pay when I was in my dark moments? Absolutely. Yeah. And I love that you say that the confidence was something that you really needed because it doesn't matter if you're entrepreneur, business owner, or if you're mom or wife, like if you don't see your value, your worthiness and what you're bringing to the table, you will never be happy and fulfilled because you will be just overgiving, overdoing, but not for the right reasons. Right. Overstressed. Yes. Listeners, I apologize if you've heard this story before, but you know I like to share stories more than once, especially when it's relevant. But just in the past couple months, I was at the grocery store with one of my older kids, and I mentioned how I would like to get on a weekly pattern of ordering my groceries online and then just going through their drive through and picking them up. And whichever one it was said, but that will cost $5 every time. And I said, but think about what value that's offering. I mean, I could be at home working with a client. I could be spending time with the kids. I could be avoiding having to take all these kids into the grocery in the first place. Like (laughs) that just saved me 18 gray hairs. (sighs) You know, we can see often the value when we're looking at what other people are providing, but Mm -hmm. just turn the mirror around and look at yourself. And then also knowing when it's okay to walk away. Like, no, 
you know, I can see I'm just not going to get what I need out of this relationship, whether it's a client or a significant other friend or family member, but knowing when to walk away sometimes is the hardest part. Yes. Have you ever had a difficult situation where you just had to walk away, but it was so just, it took everything in your power to actually do it? Yeah. I mean, I know you left the Czech Republic. Was it like that then? No, because I believe that when I left Czech Republic, it was because I know I felt like I didn't belong there, you know, but I don't think it was that. I think it's when I was leaving the corporate job and also honestly, leaving behind my social media company, it took me longer than it should because even though deep inside, I knew that that's not it. It was the first business that I built. And I'm like, I was just seeing like all I have done, all I have put in it, like the effort and doing, building everything myself. And that was really hard. Like I still have a couple clients that I'm helping them with their social media presence. And like we talk about, I'm not taking any new clients so I can be really focusing on my woman coaching and the program that I'm preparing for them right now. But leaving the social media marketing company behind, that was really hard. Like I felt like heartbroken, you know, like you give it your all and then it didn't work out. Oh, I totally feel that. I started my first company in 2005 and let it go finally in 2010. At the end, I may have been making a quarter a day. A quarter. Yes, people, 25 cents. What? It was an e-commerce shop and I was selling scrapbooking supplies online. But I hadn't thought it all through. I made every single entrepreneurial mistake I could, including racking up like 100000 in debt on my credit cards to buy inventory. But it felt like one of my babies. I mean, I already had two kids, yeah. but it felt like one of my babies. And it wasn't until I left my now husband that I realized this is not going to sustain us. Kim, you need to just let it go. Frozen wasn't about that or around then, but I so would have been hearing them singing, let it go, let it go. You know, like, (laughs) just, what don't you see here? Like, it's not working and you're not passionate about it. I was totally in it for the money too, which is pretty ironic considering how little it was making me. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's just so hard. I was getting swept up for the longest time in the possibility of working with big name clients. But the Mm -hmm. longer I've gone on, I've realized just some of them have horrible work ethics and the way that their teams is not great either. So while, yes, there's that prestige that could come along with working with some of them, is it really worth it for that self-sacrifice and the stress that goes along with it? To me now, no way in heck. Absolutely. And when they start questioning you right away, like, can I get a discount on your services? No, just no. I love How it. would you address that with any of your clients? If somebody asked them if they could get a discount? You know, in the past, to be honest, like I would take it because when I started my business, the social media marketing business, I would work with anyone just because I'm like, I'm going to make this work. 
and everybody needs social media. And the thing is that I didn't know who do I want to be working with. And the one thing that I started with all my clients, it's really later on, because later on, if you want to discount, I would just be quiet and say, okay, we'll make it work. I would take it, Kim, in the past. Nowadays, I'm like, nope. But it's only because I know who is my ideal client, how, like, who she is, you know, what is she doing? Like, I created this avatar, but I really brought her into life. And now these amazing women start appearing in my life. And I love that. Like, once you know what do you want, you focus on it, you will start seeing it in your life. Oh, my gosh. That's how I met my husband. (laughs) and yeah we had that talk and i told you that you know like that's basically how i manifest that yeah yes yes (laughs) but i mean i was watching the bucket list and wrote a soulmate spec sheet saying everything that i was looking for if i were ever to date again and three weeks later just love it yep three (laughs) weeks later i was shopping for furniture on craigslist and i found my husband Oh my gosh, you got your husband on Craigslist? I, I did. didn't hear that story. Hey, no judgment. I got my dog off the Craigslist. So did and I. the best dog ever. Like, you know, I got her eight years ago. She's a rescue. She was like, they were beating her and she was like, you know, mistreated. So she's super, super, you know how they are like super grateful and loving. But anyways, when I got her, she was only $60. I don't know how much your husband cost. But <laughs> my dog was only $60. And I was so happy when I got her. I even tipped the guy and I gave him 10 more, you know, the best investment I ever done. That's so funny. I got my dog off of Craigslist too for $60. However, her You're name is kidding. Penny. Oh, my dog's name was Peanut Butter. And I remember the first time I called my grandma. My grandma still lives in Czech Republic. She's my best friend. She's my everything. I call her every single day. So this morning, eight years ago, when I was calling her, I was like, Grandma, Grandma, I got a doggy. I got a doggy. I'm so excited. It's a girl. She's like beige color. Her name is Peanut Butter. And she's like, P what? Because she wasn't speaking, she was like, okay, let's not call my dog P. So I renamed her on baby because she was like, you know, little and this little face. So we renamed my dog because my grandma would call her P. I'm like, nah, let's not do that. <laughs> yeah, so that's amazing. You know, I'm so happy that you're bringing it up because some people, they're like, oh, I don't believe in this woo-woo and, you know, like the spirituality. It has nothing to do with that. Like, you don't have Thank to you. believe in love of attraction it's really about using a common sense and really knowing that once you set your mind to something once you know what do you really want your brain it's a fixer and it will look for the solutions because normally your brain have you just in this like survivor mode and looking for the ways to protect you so you don't notice everything around you but if you know exactly what do you want? How do you want to feel like? What is it? Your brain is going to open up the new doors and show it to you. Yeah, the heck yes and heck no is a lot easier to determine when you know what the heck yes looks like. Absolutely. And that's what I also did in my journaling too, like about my ideal partner and lover. You know, I write down 
everything, you know, like I wrote everything, like how I want to feel, what we are going to do and everything. And, you know, like once you let go of the attachment, how it's supposed to look like, it's when it comes to you and even better because there's so many things out of our radar that we didn't even know that we can have because we never experienced them. And it comes back to the worthiness. Right. I remember when I was journaling like about my ideal clients and my ideal partner and I like stopped writing and I felt amazing and then I'm reading and I was like, oh my gosh, Petia, you're asking too much. Like this is too much. Like this can be even possible that your clients will be like generous and loving and loyal and coachable and open-minded like in the relationship we built. Like, ah, it's not even a possible. Like this is clients, Kim, and I can't express like how crazy relationships I have with my clients now in a good way, just because I knew how I want to feel. It's amazing. The people like clients and like in life that I have right now, it's incredible just because I said what I really want and I detach of how it should look like. Yes. How should it feel? Yes. Just in the past couple of months, I finally feel like I've learned how to meditate because I've stopped using my head and I've started using my heart instead. Like I'm, it's beautiful. I'm listening to my heart while I meditate instead of allowing the New York City subway system that you call my train of thought to interrupt me all through meditation. Mm-hmm. I, I think I mentioned it, you know, that I'm a meditation teacher. I also teach meditation. No, I had no idea. <laughs> Okay, I th- you didn't read my bio? Anyway. <laughs> no, I did, but I got so excited with everything else. I must, just, must have just skipped right over that. Yeah, I'm a meditation teacher, and I also became a Qigong teacher. A couple months ago, I got certified. And it's funny because meditation, just like a couple years ago, for me, it was like on to-do list, like a thing that I should do. So what I started to do, it's to-do list meditation. That's how I started. Like, wait a second, to do list meditation. Oh, you you just said yes, it's amazing. So, I'll share it with you if you're open. It's super easy and fun to do. Okay, so and it also will help your audience because I started it when I was, you know, working on my business at the beginning. And I don't know about you, but I had troubles to fall asleep because I was always overthinking. I wake up in the morning, I was exhausted. And like, I knew that there's like so many things to do. And you come to the end of the day and you're like, okay, cool. So I was busy all day and I don't feel like I've done anything. So what I started to do, it's to do list meditation in the morning. You can do it before sleep or when you wake up in the morning. And the way it is, I like putting on a little music, just a soft music, just because I feel like when there is a quiet, my mind is still working. The music helps it to down. So I put the music, you can sit or lie down And then take a big piece of paper and pen, close your eyes. And now I put a timer for 10 or 15 minutes and you start write down all the things that you want to do in the day. And then also anything that comes to your mind. So it's like emptying your mind. And when the alarm stops in the 10 or 15 minutes, 
you turn off the music, you take your paper, and if you're anything like me, it will be like a chicken scratches. So you take another piece of paper, and now the important part comes. Normally, when we do our to-do list, we write down everything and anything that should be done, and it's not really important. Like, the dishes are not going to die because you're not going to wash them in two days, right? So it's just (laughs) taking space. Don't tell my kids that. (laughs) No, No, I won't. Please don't let them listen to this episode. I won't. (laughs) So so I'm just saying that there is always so many things that we feel that we should be doing and they're really not so important. So on the second list piece of paper that you will take, you look at your list and you write down the most three things that you get to do that day that are the most important. I always ask myself, and I don't know if you read the book, The One Thing from Jay Papasan. I haven't. It's on my list, though. It's amazing. It's really a life changer. But I always ask myself, what is the one thing that I can do today that it's going to make everything else easier? What is the one thing that if I do only that thing, it's going to make me feel accomplished in the end of the day? And that's the thing that gets done no matter what. I don't care if there's like a fire on my backyard like you had. (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, heck with the fire. I can show I can still keep pushing forward. Yeah, but you know, the thing is like, I don't care what's going on. Like you will get the thing done because then you know that you feel accomplished in the end of the day mm-hmm. and everything else you have it. You dumped your head on the paper so you don't have to be thinking about it and just give it a try. Try it for what I did when I started with this. I promised myself to do it in 10 consecutive days because if you can do it for 10 days, you will feel such an amazing benefits. And like I said, you can do it in just 10 minutes a day in the morning and it will change everything because you will have more focus. You will have more clarity. You don't have to carry it in your head and you go throughout the day and you can look at your list to check that you are still on the right track and that you are getting things done that are really important to you. And then also that, you know, like in the end of the day, you go sleep with the sense of accomplishment, not sense of busyness. And I know that you're all about that, not being busy, but being productive and really moving. I am, but you've had me here reflecting on my day so far. I mean, it's 3.15 my time. And I'm thinking about how I've completely been busy today. Mm -hmm. And I cannot say what I have gotten done that Okay. Contributes to the bigger, better. Well, you are having interview with me, so come on, we are making this world a better place. Okay, come on. (laughs) Like I do have things on my list, but here's something that I know a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is controlling their own calendar. And that's what's holding me up right now. Full disclosure to the listeners, I am about a month backlogged in episodes. There's going to be like a big bang when a whole bunch of them comes out. And right now it's waiting for me to record one episode that's called Who Controls Your Calendar? (laughs) And today I have not recorded this episode because I am not in control of my calendar today. Like Mm -hmm. every time I turn around, it's like, Kim, 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 Kim. It's like, hello, just no. 
and sometimes we just need to say that. Yeah. But today I have not, I don't want to say failed. Today I've not been no, no, successful. No, today you learn a super valuable lesson and you learn that if you want to get things done, you get to take over your calendar. Yes. Like it's only three o'clock. So when we finish in a little bit, you can still stay locked in your office. They can think that you're still recording. Take the 10 minutes and do this meditation and do it even for five minutes. Just really sit down, tune into your yourself and ask yourself what is the one most important thing that have to get done and then you go down to your family and say hey guys I really need your support with this it's really important to me I get to finish this and you tell them can you please be quiet and can you please do the dishes can you please I really need your help with this like this is important to me so you step into that leader position like your mom, your leader. Come on. <laughs> Actually, the kids aren't totally not the issue today. It's the outside influences, people who need work stuff done. But okay. along with that, though, there also came the and I'm, I'm just going to loop this back into the value that you provide for your clients is I realized just recently that I'm really good at what I do with the strategy. But I don't need to be doing everything for my clients. And I finally have the confidence to build my team to get all of the rest of it done. Yeah. So a lot of today has actually just been unexpected getting my team set up. So if this is your first episode, listeners, the three pillars are self-care systems and support. Well, you know what? I have to give myself a little bit of grace and retract that previous statement because while I feel like I've just been busy, my team and I have actually been really productive today in getting our systems set up for future growth. And without those systems, like in another year, well, I will just be exactly where I am right now. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be the case because behind the scenes, yes, I've been working in my business. So finally, I can work on my business soon. Beautiful. Yeah. But I invite you to try this I'm going meditation to. and let me know, please, because like I said, it's really about doing it consecutively, few days to feel the difference and it changed everything. Like you dump, you know, your head and all the overthinking and you get such a clarity and energy to do everything else. It's amazing. I've started journaling again before bed and you're so right. Like it gives mm-hmm. us freedom and just blissful sleep that before when I wasn't doing it, I wasn't having because it was stressed sleep. And you're so right. I was waking up totally exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really implementing for me, my morning and night routine are what's keeping me sane. Let's put it this way. You know, it really is keeping me in check what's important to me and what will set me up for feeling good because sometimes we are not where we want to be yet and having a tools and strategies how to feel good now or at least better it's everything this is so off topic but all of a sudden I got the almond joy commercial in my head sometimes you feel like a nut sometimes you don't like, how do you want to feel? Do you want to do you want to feel like a nut or don't you? So try this meditation out. I know that was totally like 
<laughs> out of nowhere, I guess I want chocolate. I don't know. Like we can take it as, but I don't want to feel like a knot anymore. I want to feel like purposeful. Yeah. Yes. Like, yes. I love it. Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but while you were saying that it was like the commercial just got put in my head. That's going to be like the song I have in my head for the rest of the day. <laughs> Okay, this that sounds fun. <laughs> Patia, where can listeners find you online and connect and get to know more about you? So the best way it's really to tune into my podcast, the Be Strong Minded, because that's where I share my story, who am I and my guests. And then on Instagram, I'm also be.strong.minded or on Facebook, it's just Petia Kolibova. And that's the best way to reach out to me. And if anyone wants to talk with me and get the free strategy session, I will offer free strategy session for your listeners. They can just email me at petia at bestrongminded.com. Listeners, if you're like, wait, how do I spell that? I will have it in the show notes. You make it so yes. sound so exotic. <laughs> Your accent is completely beautiful, but I'm like, what? It's Petia like, at com, And I will have links in the show notes to all of Petia's social media and her website and her email address at thekimsutton.com mm-hmm. forward slash PP436. I have had a complete blast. And I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Kim. I really appreciate you. And one more thing that I wanted to add, because now it just popped in my mind when we were talking about the NAG commercial and how to feel good or at least better now. I do have a free ebook that I would like to also offer to your listeners so we can then later on include it in the show notes because it's just five happiness hacks, how to feel better, super easy, doable, and it can make them feel good now. Oh, I love that. So you can also find five happiness hacks in the show notes at thekimsutton.com forward slash pp436. Again, Petia, thank you so much. I can't wait to have so many future conversations with you. Thank you so much, Kim. I appreciate you. Keep doing what you are doing because first of all, it's so much fun. And second of all, it's incredibly inspiring. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. And thank you as well. Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can share with listeners? Yes, the golden nugget I would love to share with your listeners. It's when you decide to show up, everything else will show up for you too. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.